0: My name is Turahu Payne and I came to London in July 2022 and I'm currently based in South West London and work as an audio engineer. Te ora ko Turahu toku ingoa, he uri ahau no Ngai Tahu, ko toku Turanga Waiwai ko Otautai Aotearoa, i noho au i nai ki Wimbledon, South London, i mahi au i an audio technician. In New Zealand, Māori is obviously the indigenous language. I grew up in a schooling system called uh, Kura Kaupapa Māori, which just means, you know, just Māori school. And so basically it's a um, bilingual school where we predominantly speak Māori and then it's just a way for like babies and kids to like learn, learn their own language. And then from there, when I was about 8 to 10 years old, I Split off into public schooling system where, you know, it was more predominantly English. Just cause mainly we were moving around a lot in some areas that we were in didn't have any could have cope up on Māori there. But, um, so yeah, it was kind of got to have the mix of the two. But, and our household it was, it was quite encouraged to speak Māori. Especially when I was younger, we just spoke Māori in the house. I think nowadays it's more of like a, it's just the odd word that comes out all the time. Like when you say, oh, do you want food? You say, oh, do you want kai? or you, then you go whare and still, then you go taller. So it's just like those things where you just forget that you're speaking those odd Māori words. So that's kind that's of how it kind of works at the moment. Where was I born? I was born in uh, the South Island of New Zealand, uh, in a place called Christchurch. And I've kind of moved around a lot in the country. So I lived in Christchurch, and then from there I moved to a place called Hotsuru and then from Rotterdora I moved to Auckland, and then from Auckland to another place called Hamilton, and another place after that called Huntley, and then back to Auckland, back to Rotterdora, and then back to Christchurch. And that pretty much sums up my childhood. So I'm quite young, I'm 19, and I I suppose that's kind of what gave me my confidence to go all the way to the other side of the world by myself, was just being so used to moving around the house all the time. And yeah. When did I come to London? So, I came here in July 2022, basically after I finished my degree in Audio Engineering and Production, and then from there, as soon as I got it, I just saved up a ticket and ran away straight away. And yeah, I think since then I've just been trying to find my feet in London, dipping my toes in different areas, figuring out the city as a whole, because obviously it's very different from back home. But... I think I, I really like it here despite all the challenges, like obviously cost of living and all of that, but I think for a young fella like me it's it's really cool just having such easy opportunities to go, go around the world, you know, do all the, get the travel bug out, but also meet new people in the industry I'm pursuing as well. Did I travel with anyone? Um, no, I, I kind of just took off. I, I only knew one person in London, had never met him before, uh, his name's Doyle, we're really good friends and yeah, we, I just said, oh, I want to come to London, so I'll come stay at my place. And then, yeah, kind of just moved on from there. What was my journey here like? What it, what it was, was I think for me, it was just kind of what sparked it was going. Um, basically, my, I was in university, and then I, um, I kind of had to drop out or work, um, work from home because my dad ended up having a stroke. And then, so we looked up, I was looking after my dad as a care worker afterwards for about a year and a half. And I think it was just kind of at that point where I was just got really at your feet. It's obviously a very daunting task, especially if it's an own family member. So yeah, I just left. It was good because my parents encouraged me to do so because they could tell that all of that was kind of impacting me and affecting me and I was feeling all well, right. So yeah, they just said, run away come back when when you're older and then as soon as he got to a point where he was able to look after himself then I just left straight away because I think I was feeling a very cooped up in in the place that I was you know when when you're with a family member especially like a a father or something you know it's like that's the strongest man in your life that you know and then now you're having to look after him so I think all of that at the time was still very heavy for me and I think for me I was just like this why a fresh start, start somewhere else, you know, what lot better places like the completely other side of the world. So yeah, I came straight from Christchurch, just saved up people of money, as much as I could, because basically I was getting paid by the government to look after my dad. All my paycheck was just going straight into savings, and then bought the flight, and then just, yeah, just left. Didn't really have a plan here, kind of had enough money for what I thought would be six months, and kind of lost. and then, I realized and didn't realise how expensive London was and so kinda of ran out of money like a month and a half, two months in. And so yeah. Yeah, didn't didn't really apply for a visa either. I just came on the visitor one and then Yeah, just just kinda of ran and then figured things out while I was over here. Probably not the best idea, but <laughs> what was my home country like when I left it? Honestly I've seen it through a young person's lens. And through the young person's lens, it's very boring, I'd say. There's nothing going on. New Zealand's a great country, but I think for young people, there's definitely a lot more fun overseas, especially in a place like London. New Zealand's great, but, you know, it's just like a lot of mountains, a lot of rivers, not so much Wi-Fi, you know. There's Wi-Fi there, but not, not when you're in the mountains. so you know, it's just small it's just stuff like that. I think if I I think if I were to go back when I was 30 or 40 I would definitely have much, much more appreciation for it. The current history of our culture and I guess uh, its projection and where it's sitting at the moment, I think the most important thing for me if I were to have children were to kind of raise them back home and then you know, let them, um, get them an opportunity to learn their own language. So I think, if, the, I think the way I see it is that when they're learning their language, you know, they, they're learning their own identity, you know, learning their own, own culture. And I think I know from my experience, then you know, that's that's where I felt more confident within myself because, you know, this is something special that's about me, that, yeah, you know, it's a big thing in New Zealand, but when you leave New Zealand, it's such a, you know, a niche, a niche characteristic, I'd say. Describe Christchurch and what is it like? Christchurch itself as a city, it's, it's got a lot of history there. In 2011, we had um, one of the biggest earthquakes in New Zealand history. I don't know if, if it was world history or something, but um, basically it's, it's still kind of reconstructing itself. So I lived in an old neighborhood in Christchurch called Bexley. And basically, if you look at like Bexley before when I was living there, I was only a baby but you know it was really nice houses you know it was new development and then if you go there now it's actually just flat land um, that used to be concrete but you get to see like nature kind of take over it and so it's kind of like this weird like apocalyptic um, scene where it's just overgrown concrete like vines everywhere you think it's like out of a zombie movie it's actually quite cool but you definitely still have those spots in the cities where um, you know, the earthquakes are so bad, it brought the water level up underneath the ground, because Christchurch itself is actually built on a swamp. And so, um, yeah, it meant years and years ago, but um, yeah. And so you you kind of get this weird mix where in the cent- central city, it's a lot of, you know, a lot of really nice buildings. You've got quite a few Catholic buildings in there as well. Mix that in with traditional buildings and then... You've got the new development or the new like trendy buildings as well. So it's kind of like this cool, like mix of different, you know, color palettes. And I'd say, I'd say it's quite a colorful city. The nickname for Christchurch is called the Garden City, because we also have like this huge, like this massive botanic garden that, you know, everyone, everyone from all around the country comes and sees. And so if you mix that in with all of that as well, it's can say there's a lot going on there visually for sure. But yeah, that's, that's how I interpret Christchurch. What is my biggest memory of Christchurch? I'd say what I think of when I think of Christchurch, I'd say recently is a lot of, I think, a lot of the friends that I kind of left behind over there. I spent a lot of time at Christchurch kind of developing my passions and I guess my skills and anything that's kind of brought me to London. When I think of that, I think of all the people that I was around while I was doing that. I, I spent a lot of time in Christchurch. I think because I was just so comfortable there, I was getting up to a lot of mischief in terms of, you know, just trying out a lot of styles, like I, the amount of noise complaints I've gotten from a warehouse, setting up a, a whole live event, um, and just bringing in like, a lot of artists and I'll just engineer it all by myself. Just small stuff like that, you know, where, can just kind of play around, try new things, fail at new things, and then try again. I think for me it definitely feels like a safe space to, you know, just experiment and get into trouble but not feel like I'm in trouble because I kind of know everyone in the city, that's what it feels like so, you know, that's, that's what I think of this. I think those are my best memories at Christchurch, for sure. In a place like London, you know, it's a foreign country. People follow different rules here, so I think for me it's just respecting that the time being. I, mean, I think my biggest fear is that getting too comfortable like I did in Christchurch over here and then start causing a ruckus here as well. But yeah, we'll see how it goes. What I was expecting of London, I literally knew nothing about London or England at all. I knew that it was a place, but I, like, I think visually I knew nothing about it. Like, I didn't even bother researching the place. You know, going online, what's London like? or this and that, I kind of said, oh, I know London's a big city. I know there's a lot of different music types coming out of London. And that was kind of the only criteria I needed really. But my expectations of it were just like, I suppose, just old Victorian buildings, a lot of churches, and then a lot of rain. My perception of it actually, all I know about London literally came from an old Simpsons comic. From like early 2010s, yeah, all I saw was Big Ben and a lot of clouds and a giant stick of gum that's, that's all. that 's all I knew about London before I came here. Can I remember my first few days in London? Yeah, literally you just rocked up. I got picked up by my friend. I wish you I met him for the first time ever in my life. Yeah he picked me up from the airport. basically, the first day we got here, I had this massive suitcase. And he said, oh, we've actually got, we're actually going to a music video shoot. And I said, oh, sweet. And so we left from Heathrow and we went all the way to Stratford with this massive bag. And then he said, like, oh, let's stop. Let's stop at Stratford Mall. And then that was a crazy experience. I was just, oh, it's like six levels. There have been so many people. I actually walked around there for like an hour with, still with this big bag. Where we went next was Kennington where we had another friend down there. And from Kennington, we walked to the London Bridge, still this massive bag. And then from London Bridge, we went to Lewisham and then did the, the whole music video shoot there. And then from there, back to Mitcham, where my, where my friend was living. I think I arrived here at 11 a.m. and then we got home at like 4 a.m. Fell asleep, and then I think for me, I was so excited. I woke up at six. And then literally just ran around and just like just put on put on my little bag and then just walked around. So I was walking around Mitchum for like a solid hour. First place I went to was Asda, and I was just like, wow, this is crazy, because I was like so captivated by like all these pounds here, lots of pence, you know. And I had no cash here; everything was still in New Zealand money. So I had to figure out how to get a bank account, and I had no. Data or anything, so it's just straight from flat. I found myself laughing at all the accents and then, yeah, I think, I think it was just such a big culture explosion for me it's just like, wow, everything's so different, so much concrete. So, yeah, that was good. How does London compare to Christchurch? Wow, just, how can you compare it, really, I think. So basically, Christchurch is the city that's surrounded by a huge mountain range, and then we also have a beach as well. So it's like a beach city mountain range, and then you, and that's where like the Alps are, um, the southern Alps where like a lot of snow happens. But and whereas like I think for London, the way I see it is just just flat. That was the one thing I had to get used to a lot. The the thing with Christchurch or New Zealand in general is if you could, if you drove literally 20, wherever you are, if you drove twenty minutes in any direction, you will you're bound to find either a uh, large pool of water, a beach, a mountain range, or a forest, something like that, so, you know, something of nature. Whereas here, because I arrived in the summer, all I want to do is, oh, I want to go for a swim, and I just, well, actually, there's nowhere to swim over here. And so I think, yeah, that's, that's the thing is, I think I would just say London's just a complete concrete jungle. And then um, I think Christchurch is still kind of the same, Obviously not as big, but you still have that option to run away from the city and go hide in nature if you want to. I think that's the one the thing i definitely miss, for sure. Is there anything from home I miss? What it is I miss uh, New Zealand pies. I notice here in England when you, when you think pie, you kind of, you've got the steak and ale pies, I know that one. We also have like the big big pies. In New Zealand, pies are like, like a thing. They're like the same size here, they're about that big. We do like all sorts of flavors. You got like steak and cheese, mince and cheese. You've got like um, butter chicken pies. Any literally any flavor you could think of, but they're like just one of those things where, if you can imagine Greg's here, where you just go and grab a steak bake. You know that's kind of like the on-the-go snack. Just think that, but just like ten million times better. Much more variety as well. And I think that's that's definitely the one thing I miss. It's very random, but you know, if you ask any New Zealander that lives it, here, they're going to say pies. Either pies or um, our flat whites at that point. Here's the thing, is that if, if Australia claim anything is theirs, half of the time it's actually from New Zealand. And the only reason they get away with it is because we don't have enough people to argue with them. But that's, that's always an ongoing argument we have with Australians all the time. But flat whites are from New Zealand, they're not from Australia. Same way that like good pies are from New Zealand or not Australia, they say the same thing, and so yeah, I think that's, I think I think actually that's another thing. This is all that banter and arguments we have with Australians all the time. It's always quite fun. Have <laughs> I experienced anything here that has made me regret coming here? I think my first six months here, I, I would just be walking on the road and you know, I, it just hits me that I'm like, holy crap, I'm on the other side of the world. Or I just might be, you know, sleeping in my bed and I just get that reminder that, you know, I'm actually so far away from home right now. And I think, well, I think one of the factors that really make me think, oh, why do I bother coming here is that, um, I think just being so far away from, um, being away from family, you know, I've, I've never really done something like this before. But I, I still kind of get that, you know, those seeds of doubt every now and then. But I think for me, I uh, just kind of remind myself of what I've been able to do here and, you know, ask myself what I have been able to do if I were back home. Most of the time, the answer's no. So I think that I learn kind of keeps me going over here. And, you know, what do I do here? Basically, what I do here, I work for a company as an audio technician. And then on the weekends, I fly around everywhere. Yeah, you know, just dabble around in, in the industry here, meet new artists, new labels, people, where I'm at at the moment is just still feeling the place up, kind of learning you know, all the different scenes. I think that's the one thing I love about London is just going to a lot of just different independent events. you have got, you know, you go to East London, there's a lot of like really good indie, indie rock bands there and then go to Camden, you've got like a lot of punk rock there and then down south a lot of, you know, hip hop. That kind of thing, just to all new music. And yeah, that's, that's kind of a lot of what I do. But 24 7, I'm just doing something music related, audio related, something. And yeah. Would I be the same person if I hadn't left? Absolutely not. I think, I think the person I am today, in comparison to the person I was when I left, is two completely different people. I think that's something I've reflected on quite a bit, especially in times, as I've said before, you know, like there's seeds of I was, I, think I'm, I think I'm definitely a completely different person. I think it's especially with kind of the perspective I have on the world as well. I think I was very, quite close minded when I was back home because, you know, when you're in New Zealand, you think, oh, New Zealand, that's all there is. In a place like London as well, it's so easy to just go around the world, you know. 20 pounds for a flight here, so just take that flight and get to see, you know, how different people are. And I think as well as that you know London's such a culturally diverse city as well i think just being around so many different people of different cultures and different ethnicities you get to like get an insight on you know how big the world really is i think i think for that that's kind of what has made me a very different person from who i was when i first came here for sure what's good about London i say the opportunities for sure. Obviously with so many people here, there's always so much going on. Go to one event one, one night and go do something else another night, go to this movie, go to this play, go fly to this country, come back the next day, go do this, you know, there's, there's so much going on here. I think I think that's the thing I love the most. It's just, you know, just trying everything, doing everything, going everywhere. I think that's, that's what's really good about London for sure. I used to change. Very expensive here. Very crowded, obviously. You know, just just the normal things that people complain about in a big city like London. For me, I try not to think about the bad stuff too much. So I think, I think once I start doing it, I kind of get sucked into that mentality. That you know, I should just go back home. I think the one thing that just really confused me is how expensive domestic trains are here. Like it's it's actually ridiculous. I was like, oh, I really want to visit Manchester. It should be cheap if it's like. If it's like 20 bucks to go to Spain, then no. It's like a hundred quid or something. That's hard to say. That's still what I'm trying to figure out in my head, but yeah, apart from that, everything else is still good. Really. Do I have a favorite thing to do in London? Oh, one thing I love doing here is going to museums and art exhibitions. When you ask me what I was doing for the first two weeks here, especially, I was just visiting all the museums here. I think I still do that now, even if I've been there already. Even here in London, you know, you've got so many Exhibitions happening as well, like uh, new ones pop up, old ones, you know, they're all done and they create space for new ones. So I think, for me, on a day off, I think I definitely just visit as much exhibitions as I came in a day and just walk around. Um, yeah, I think I love doing that. One activity I like doing if I if I feel bothered is just uh, I think it's really good now that I live in Wimbledon because it's so many different train lines. I'll just jump on the train and then just pick a number and then. Whatever stop that is, I'll hop off and then just explore there and then pick another number, say like 10 stops and then go 10 stops away, have a look around there. And yeah, I think I'd really enjoy doing that because obviously in London, you know, South London looks different to North, which looks different to East, which looks different to West, so I think I just want to see all of it. Do I miss anything about London when I'm not here? Yes, yes. When I came back from Nigeria, actually, I think it at that point where I was like, yeah, hey, we really miss London, I really want to go home. But um, yeah, yeah, we had a really good time there, but I think it's a really cool thing about London is that, or for me at least, is that, you know, because it feels like home now, when I go to all these different countries and all of that, um, I think it's a sense of security now that I feel in London, that's definitely the thing I've missed the most. I think the public transport as well, that's like public transport I can actually read that's definitely one thing I miss the most uh, about London when I leave and I think it's because I've just gone out of London a lot you know I've kind of had to tell myself okay this is your new base try and feel safe here you know try try to feel secure and I think I'm at that point now. where can I get the best kiwi food in London in London we have a Facebook page called kiwis in London and that's where a lot of like New Zealanders just go and that's a cool communal space but the one question that arises all the time is where can I find a mince and cheese pie and if you go on there that you and you just put mince and cheese pie in the keywords is always where's mince and cheese pies. Where, 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 where? and so yeah me and my partner made one last week just just out of pure nostalgia and we're like okay we need to do this again for sure you know what it was? There was this one place in Bermondsey that's next to Elephant Castle. There was a place there called the Gold Mine Cafe. And it was the only place in London that did missing cheese pies and New Zealand sausage rolls, which are like the two staple bakery foods from, from New Zealand. It's bigger, you know, We use real meat, you know, it's like proper pork. and pastries, a lot more puffier, like, like the pastries are just big. We're not too big. Like in a lot of times, we put cheese in ours as well. But I've tried a Greg sausage roll and all that's, mm. it's not for me. I If I'm here for the day, what would I change? That's a tough question. I don't know what I could change. I would say more arts funding. I think, especially when I was in South London, um, I spent a lot of time in a studio in Bellingham, uh, East London. And I think from there I kind of got to, like, really, there in like, places like Royal Shirm, uh Brixton as well, I got to spend a lot of time with a lot of, like, emerging artists and a lot of poets and a lot of just, like, arts development centres. And I think being around those people you kind of get to see, like, how much they lack resources to, you know, do what, they, what they'd like to do and encourage more people to get into it. And I think, I think for me, arts is definitely an important department to invest in, just genuinely. And so I think that's one thing I would change if I would, you know, just kind of put my money towards there yeah, to kind of encourage people to do that more. It's still an artistic city here, obviously, but... but yeah, that would definitely really be the one thing I'd change if i change for I And that's it for this episode of I Came to London. Join us again next time for more stories from the people who make London.